This week on Invasion of the Podcast, we go for the gold as we talk about the 88th Annual Oscar Awards. And we talk about our amazing three days that we had at Wizard World Cleveland. And it's Leap Day. Ziggy says that there's a 67.2% chance that Paul will finish this Quantum Leap quiz. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where we're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul. Ah, ah, ah. You didn't say the magic word, Stedman. And to my left is Joe. Can't make up his freaking mind about what kind of book he wants to buy. Peters. <laughs> yeah. Can't can't make up my mind. I that's, made up that, my mind. It's a bit of foreshadowing about what we're going to talk yeah. about when it comes to Wizard World. We uh, we have a lot to discuss there. Um, don't want to ruin that. that that's going to be the bulk of the show. So so hang tight. But something important did happen, and that was the Oscars. So let's just go right to that. Good news, everyone. All right, so the Oscars were last night, um, 88th Annual Oscars. Uh, I did not actually watch it, but I was kind of keeping up to date on my phone as they were happening because I was really, really hoping somebody would win. Yeah, I, I'll i be honest. After Wizard World, I came home, fell asleep on the couch for a while, woke up, got caught up on my stories, a.k.a. Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm not all caught up on that, but Excellent. that's like... Uh, yeah, so I just kind of just like went to the man cave for a minute and just got caught up on my my comic shows. So I I but I was watching social media just to see what happened and everybody was losing their minds early because one movie in particular was destroying everybody early mm-hmm. and people were about to flip out thinking that was going to sweep everything. It was sweep. I didn't think it was going to sweep because I saw when I was paying attention. It's like Mad Max Fury Road got six Oscars at the Oscars last night. Um, now it didn't get any of the heavy hitters, you know, because it was up for and, best director and best picture. And that worried me that they won so many early. That yeah, I, that, like, that's how I felt too. How do you feel? Okay, quick question. Uh, like the way we're going to talk about the Oscars almost feels like when we talk about uh, wrestling, where it's like there isn't it, like it isn't the same type of like sports type of no. outlook. It's more like because they give they've given so many to Fury Road, then oh, clearly they're not going for best picture or best director. It's exactly like that. I look at it almost exactly the same way. It's like instead of. Instead of uh, entertainers, athlete entertainers, they're doing uh, like like entertainers that are getting awards. So it's like, you know, Fury Road is recognized as a really good movie. Let's let's throw a couple Oscars at it, but none that you could brag about, like in terms of like, you know, we uh, Frank Miller got best director for yeah. or not Frank Miller. Um, George Miller. George Miller got uh, best director for Fury Road. But, you know, it still is a great movie, and, and a lot of stuff it won for, it, it was kind of cool. So. Yeah, and that's true, and I'm not, I am not. I think that the ones that it won for, I mean, you, you can't shake a stick at that. I mean, that definitely had some stiff competition in terms of, like, like costume design, you know, editing, sound editing. Like, it, I mean, it deserves all of that, right? But at the same time, it's like you think about, like, uh, like I know some of the Transformers movies have, have been nominated for similar right. awards. It's like, and those are different types of movies. Don't well, get me wrong. I mean, Fury Road's amazing. Yeah. I loved it. And those people in the industry, even though they're working on a movie like Transformers 4 which you know did a ton of money wasn't great 
you know, wasn't publicly received very well. Um, you know, it, it's still their job in that industry to make it sound good. It, it says something that somebody cares about their job or they hired the right person to get a, gr- a part of the movie done very well. Yeah. And, and uh, so, but yeah, Fury Road came out uh, swinging, got six Oscars more than any other movie that night. Um, but yeah, that unfortunately, that also says a yeah. lot about a movie that's been gone, like a franchise that's been gone for thirty years. For a franchise that, if you looked at like the first three movies, they were, they they all had their good points. Maybe not so much, um, you know, Thunderdome, but like that's not. You go back and look; it's like none of that was really ever considered, like probably any type of Oscar, Oscar consideration. Worthy. And for a franchise you're at that's been dormant, and to come back and do so well critically and financially, it did well, not like uh, obnoxiously well, like some of the other blockbusters of the summer. But it just that does say that people were hungry for a well done genre movie that just didn't pull any punches and was just being its own thing. Yeah. So if you listen to uh, the podcast regularly, or if you just ca- caught us in pieces. Um, a couple of podcasts ago when they announced the Oscar nominees, we did kind of a breakdown of who was nominated and who we think, um, was, uh, would win. So with, uh, best supporting actress, uh, Paul had, um, uh, the robot from Ex Machina and I had the mean girl, Rachel McAdams and, uh, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Uh, isn't it the Alicia? Yeah, I, I can't read that. The candor. Yeah, I'm, I'm pointing at you, a screen with her information off in the distance. You guys can't see it. You're it, in it, charge of reading that off because yeah. I'm blind from this <laughs> distance. So. It, yeah, it's Alicia Vikander. Is that, I so, think that's how I say her yeah, name. So yeah. she scored Best Supporting Actress. Uh, Best Supporting Actor, we both had Stallone, which he did not win. Yeah. So. Well, it's funny. The, the guy who won was the one guy that had no like superhero association uh, yet. whatsoever yet. yeah yeah he's gonna be modok that's my prediction <laughs> they're gonna get him to play modok yeah uh, mark riley it's one for bridge of spies um, which i almost feel like because it's a spielberg movie it's like we got to get an award for somebody in a spielberg yeah. movie somewhere you know so uh best animated we said inside out it did get it um, yeah not a big surprise there yeah disney pixar usually does sweep it up and animated in the oscars um best song uh I think, what did you say? You said earned it. I said Lady Gaga was in the Lady Gaga song. Yeah. Um, actually, James Bond's theme song won. Oh, yeah, uh, the, the uh, one yeah. for Spectre, yeah. Yep. That, was, that was kind of interesting. Uh, and then um, Best Supporting Actress, um, we had, uh, was it Brie Larson? And um, who's the other lady? Carol something that was up. Uh, but Brie Larson won. Brie Larson room. did win. Yeah. And Paul actually uh, picked Brie Larson to win. Yeah, and I, here's here's going to be the part where I admit that um, other than Fury Road, I have not seen much else. I mean, Ex Machina won yeah, an a, award. A lot of it um, was us just kind of speculating. Yeah, like, and, just like, but I want to see Room because I read the book a long yeah. time ago, and I like the book a great deal. Um, and I want to see Bridge of Spies. I actually want to. I want to see Spotlight. I know it won Best Picture. Um, like, there's a lot I want to see. It's just I just once haven't I gotten can, to it. Once so. I can calm and sit my ass down, I want to watch The Revenant really bad. That too. You know, I um, feel like I feel like which, I've been so busy watching superhero TV shows that I've not been watching movies. Which uh, The Revenant won Best Director. Um, and yeah. uh, speaking of The Revenant, the big one, Best Actor finally went to Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, I picked Magneto. Um, yeah. Michael, Fassbender, Fa- Mac- yeah. Michael Fassbender, but Paul did pick Leo, so good call on that. And then um, best picture, uh, we picked the Revenant, but it actually did go to um, was it the short Spotlight? One? Spotlight, yeah, big short one, like best original screenplay. It did win, yeah, yeah best so it did screenplay. win some stuff. Uh, so. And then the other one, let's, there was one in here I wanted to mention: best original score. I just want to mention yes. just because uh, Eno Morricone won for Hateful Eight, and I don't know if it was because of the six minute little overture he wrote 
and there's like little bits and pieces he added that are new to Hateful Eight. But as I know we talked about previously, a lot of his score was what was unused for the thing. Right. And it's like, it makes me wonder, like, I, I don't know, well, like, I don't know what was nominated and what, like, like in terms of like, you know, when like they, what they considered original. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is original. I mean, I mean it is it original, used, but, but remember we talked about it when we did the Hateful Eight cast and it was like, um, uh, basically, like Tarantino went to him. He's like, I, you know, I want to work with you. Can you do this for Hateful Eight? And he's like, Well, I don't have time. I'm yeah. working on this. But he's like, I do have this, which I did for the for John Carpenter's The Thing, which wasn't used. He's like, You can use this. And Tarantino's like, Perfect. So basically, I made the joke that like you know, Marconi went and he was just like, "Hey, I got some music in a closet you can use real quick." It's and like, then oh, it's, let Ox- me look- it's Oscar Gold. <laughs> let me look in my uh, my uh, Kurt Russell in the snow stuck in a cabin with some people music. Oh, I have one. I got this one oh, right here. It's yeah. like you go. It's like Tarantino it's an oddly specific file. Go into like an eclectic record store and be like, "Yeah, you you got any Kurt Russell in the snow?" He's like, "Oh, yeah, I got a section over here." <laughs> it's by the large furry hats and yeah. guitars that are destroyed. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just I mean that's great. I mean I. I'm happy that he got an Oscar for that. It's just that I don't know what was considered for contention, you know, because there are there there are certain rules about like if there's been portions of a score that's been used in something else that that disqualifies it from being submitted. Yeah, I mean, and, and you're right. This one wasn't used at all, and it's been around. Um, so because I'm trying to think, if there was a, a specific example a couple years ago where they told the guy like, "I'm sorry, you can't." you can't submit this because there's parts of it that are from something else. Like, I don't know how John Williams, like a lot of the same stuff. It's like, that's the same star Wars music a lot. Yeah. But it got nominated too. Well, I know he does. He does try to change up some of them. Like he'll, he'll throw like the Tatooine sun, uh, theme and, and just change it a bit. I I understand that, but I mean, this is um, he's using themes from that's been already established from like six different films. You know, it's like that to me. Um, like like the Avengers couldn't be nominated because it was uh, I think cause it had four or five different themes from all those different movies all woven together, and it's overarching. Like not that it, not that it would have been nominated, but yeah. it definitely pulled from all his other works. And so, but whatever. The good news that you know, guy who did the scoring for the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, which is one of the greatest like you know scores. I love it. You know, he wins Oscar and Tarantino, it gets one inadvertently, you know, that's yeah. kind of great, you know? So, I mean, well, I said great. It's a hateful eight. So hateful eight is great. There you go. Well, Tarantino's been pulling down Oscars for a lot of his newer movies, even here yeah, and there, that's true. You know, which is cool. Um, really happy Leo got his Oscar though. Um, yes. Everybody. I'm a, I'm a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. I'm glad he, he got it. So, um, but moving on from the Oscars real quick before we get into our meat and potatoes. Um, it is leap day. It is February 29th. This is probably, uh, one of the only casts you'll hear in a long time on February 29th. It's recorded on recorded on February 29th. Um, we'll, we'll come back and celebrate this in four years with yeah, another one. So yeah, an episode, what, 200 and something. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, we got birthdays today. We figured we'd talk about the famous leap babies. Yes. Uh, Harvey R. Bardem. Uh, he, he's a leap baby. Um, I would wish him happy birthday, but I'd just be afraid he'd stare at me and then eventually and then just hit you with that cow, yeah, that that, that punching device. And, yeah. yeah, from No Country for Old Men, which one best picture? Yeah, right. So, um, Zack Snyder, um, director, director of, of the Superman versus Batman, Batman movie, versus movie, yeah, um, uh, three hundred Sucker Punch, yeah, uh, Watchmen. So maybe he could use his true birthday wish for Batman vs Superman to open well and, and be received well. And there is, a, yeah, I hope he, <laughs> I hope he did that when he blew out his candles. Uh, and there's another Zach on that list. Yes, uh, Mark Paul Gossler, Zach Morris of Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, you know, one half have, of Franklin and Bash. 
Have you ever seen that video of, I think it was College Humor that did it or somebody, where Mark Paul, Mark Paul Gosler was playing Ryu, interviewing for uh, like a spot on a TV thing where they're going to televise the street fights? No. And this guy's basically going over like what he can say on television stuff, and he's like, okay, when I do my move, I throw a fireball, and it's Hadouken. And they're like, he's like, okay, how do you spell that? And he's like, um... And then like he's like okay, and then like he's like and then when I when I do this and it's like he does the the the, the oh you can and he's like how do you spell that and then he's like he doesn't know so like he's like well here's the problem I like I'm gonna I'm, I'll, I don't want to get into it but I'll post it on the on, on the page but it's so pretty, it's pretty it's, funny it's, it's just trying to spell out the names of the attacks yeah and okay. it's so funny because like the guy keeps going how does that go and like Mark Paul Gosler keeps doing that that's a duken like. <laughs> I um I just know that was it um Jimmy Fallon recently had a Save by the Bell mini reunion one of his skits yeah did you see that at all no it was funny because they actually brought out um oh Elizabeth um Jesse what's her name oh uh, uh yeah Berkeley. Elizabeth Hurley Hurley Berkeley 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 because Berkeley? Yeah, Hurley is uh, Elizabeth, uh oh that's um the chick from uh, Austin yeah, Powers Hugh Grant's ex yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway they brought her out and then they're talking about something and, she, and like they're basically like come on Jesse it's like if you don't end up doing this like what's what's going to happen you become some kind of like showgirl <laughs> or something it was like a really obvious joke but it was like good and awkward enough yeah but they had everybody there but screech because they yeah. probably couldn't have him because he's in jail he's in jail but it was funny so uh, anyway did... ha- <laughs> happy birthday to zach morris i don't know why we're yeah. devoting that much time to it like <laughs> happy I'll, birthday zach like, freeze frame let's ha- wish him a happy birthday like <laughs> we do um also tim daly who is from wings one of the greatest shows of all time yep. but not really and the voice of superman voice of superman um and also ron howard uh, who is the voice of rest of development. Which is creepy to me when I found that out because not only is he born on a leap year, he's a ginger, which I think gives him like... He's immortal. He's an upper echelon ginger, so... <laughs> no, he doesn't have much ginger left. He's yeah. not had much ginger for a while. It's still there. It doesn't matter if the yeah, red is there. It's like, acclaimed it's, director, he's won some Oscars too. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, he's on Unhappy Days, which that and will tie into something later. Didn't you, say, didn't you say that uh, now he's actually probably the age of Richie, Richie Cunningham? Probably. I mean, if you look at his actual leap what year is, age, he's probably an actual teenager now. Yeah. You know, like in terms of like he could actually be Richie Cunningham now in Happy Days. Because he's what, in his 60s? Something, I don't know. I think he's still younger than that. No, I think he, uh, I don't know. Anyway. But yeah, if you figure it, he's probably a teenager in leap years. Yeah, right. So, so there you go. Some leap birthdays. Happy birthday, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to jump into this Comic-Con thing. And now for our feature presentation. Cleveland Wizard World's second year uh, Comic-Con in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, we went all three days. This uh, is Joe's first time going. It is my first time going to a con or that con, whatever. Um, it was overwhelming. Other than the uh, time you went to the National Hobo Convention that we talked about last that, week. That was really weird. <laughs> uh, a lot of soup kitchens. A lot, um, a lot of cans and beans over, over yep. uh, fires. They, they had a whole booth. gloves. They had a whole booth of like empty Priuses. I'm like, what are those doing there? <laughs> uh, is that an other guy? Other yeah, that's another guy. <laughs> bunch anyway. of hobos ended up there. It's called a, a soup, soup kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. Uh, but... I had went to Wizard World last year when it was downtown. Um, like so I, I was so happy to show, show Joe, like because like I kind of knew what we're getting into, but I didn't go for all three days, so that was also an experience because there's a lot of like real quick. Yeah. I will tell you guys this from my experience: if you're going to go, if you want to go to shop, go Friday. Yeah. If you don't care about shopping, but you don't want to mess with the crowds, go Sunday. 
if you want to see everything in all its majesty, go Saturday. Yeah, that's, I mean, three different moods because, yeah. like, Friday night was very laid back. Yeah. Um, and, like, it just, and plus, I mean, not that you want, I mean, we went to go spend money. I know Joe spent a fair amount of money. I spent more than I was ex- counting on. Um, no, just hand me the stuff on the table. Well, we'll what, the, what, the flyers and stuff. I'll get it. Okay. We have, we have like, Six billion business cards and, and things that we also got while we were there. I know Joe spent a fair amount of money. I spent more than expected. Um, so when we talk about like going to go shop on Friday, basically the big thing for, for me is like I didn't want to have to carry around eight million things, not because I didn't want those things. It's just that it becomes like it almost becomes a war of attrition where it's like I want to buy this thing. Now I have to carry it around. Now I have to stop what I'm doing. I pick up another thing. And then another thing. Yeah, like, I, yeah, I saved a lot of my purchases till Sunday, and I wish I kind of would have done some on Friday, or at least till the end of the days when I did buy stuff. Yeah. Um, I'll say this: like, if you're going to shop, shop on Friday, the first day, um, because stuff does go pretty quick, and I'll get into that like a little <laughs> later. But like, just to jump into like our first Friday experience, it went from three o'clock to what eight? Eight. Three to eight. Um, we hit the showroom floor. We did a whole tour of the place, tried to see as much as we could. We met a lot, a lot of cool people, a lot of vendors. Um, there was uh, local stuff there. There was non-local stuff. Um, real quick, you know, just to kind of talk about, we're going to plug a lot of your stuff. If you do listen to the cast, if you met us at Wizard World, um, we want to talk to you uh, about, like, these people we met. So... Um, the, the Cleveland public library was there. Um, you know, they wanted to have like a presence at the comic thing. They're going to be doing free comic book day. They said, uh, which is kind of cool that, that, that the, the, the library is getting involved with this. Cause usually it's the shops, you know? Yeah. Um, I know like our shop makes a really, really big deal out of it. It's a blast, but the library also wants to get in on that too. Um, they also are having a lot of events. Um, they're doing, uh, um, like a wonder woman, wonder women event, uh, which like focuses on women in comics. Um, uh, first, third Thursday, first and third Thursdays of, of every month, all the way through April. Uh, so there were already a few months in, but the next one is going to be, and this is at the branch on superior Avenue. So, um, if you want to check these out, they're basically going to be talking about women in comics, uh, which is really cool. Um, this coming March 3rd, they're, they're talking about Catwoman, Keeper of the Castle, um, which is, uh, I guess you could say a graphic novel or a run about Catwoman. Uh, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day is Batgirl, the Batgirl of Burnside. Um, so, uh, which is weird. I would maybe pick Poison Ivy because it's St. Patrick's Day. Somebody green. You think that's something, you know? yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red-headed girl with plants, yeah. April 7th, uh, Mystique, the Ultimate Collection uh, by Cleveland's own Brian K. Vaughn. Um, I may even go check that one out because it is Brian K. Vaughn and, um, Miss, I like Mystique. Uh, and then April 21st, uh, is going to be AKA Jessica Jones alias by Brian Michael Bendis. They're going to be discussing these books. Um, so if you do like the show, Jessica Jones on Netflix, April 21st, check it out at the library. If you want to know more about the comic, the comic is really good. I've read the comic and it's, it's grittier than the show, believe it or not. Um, and it's very cool that they were able, that Bendis was able to do that and write that. So and, well, it's cool that the, the library is trying to get people interested, not only in comics, because I mean, there, there's a lot of that blowing up with TVs and movie, TV shows and movies right now. But it's it's the library also showing like, hey, we acknowledge that that there's more to discuss than like, I mean, the comics are books, they are literature, but like they're incorporating, they're they're embracing like what is the big wave right now and have an, and actually have an in depth conversation about it. So it's really cool. So it's nice to talk to them, and we told them definitely that we would uh, promote that. 
Um, what else did we get to see there? Uh, we walked by a really cool booth that was nothing but like different frosted glasses, like mm-hmm. uh, etched. And, well, they're etched, etched, etched yeah. frosted etched. Yeah, etched, yeah. Uh, that was from Everyday Geek. Uh, we talked to uh, the person running the, running the booth there. Every single glass I saw, I wanted to own. Like yeah. uh, that's how how awesome they all were like they're like hey did you see we have a gypsy danger class and a striker eureka class i'm like stop showing me these things i'm gonna buy every single one of them they're like look at the snake snake plissken glass i'm like stop showing me this this is amazing my star trek buddy saw there was they they had a cost i don't want to say custom but there was a 10 forward glass (laughs) um for you know the 10 forward bar uh from tng uh the one of the cooler things i saw is they did wine glasses etched with the harry potter uh houses yeah so. and they had a horde and alliance like uh shot glasses shot glasses and, and tumblers mm-hmm. um but that's everyday geek 14 on facebook yeah check them out uh, they well i i was talking to them and they said that like um like like con season their stores usually down but I think October is when they said they pick up a lot of the Etsy orders and they start doing more stuff that you okay. could, could kind of like email in and order. But they do other things. They don't just do glasses. So no, they, they do, do a, a, they do a lot of, of decor yeah. and things. But that, but that place was really cool. But I mean, like right now, it seems like pint glasses are like a big thing. Like right mm-hmm. now, like everything's yeah. pint glass. And they have that, that, that's like it's I had to stop myself. I did. I, you know, ugh, um, we are, I already I, have six million pint glasses. Yeah. But it would, if there was a dark hawk pint glass, it would have went home with me. Like <laughs> I like, picked up a cog, an imperial cog pint glass, and a venom logo pint glass. So. Yeah, so there we go. Um, and then I like just we walked the floor, we checked out different vendors. There was the one that um, had like all these really cool little metal bits. Yeah, um, that was I think like, they were called metal souls. Yeah, and uh, it was like he, they had like found found looked like found metal that they made into different shapes. There was a xenomorph. There was like several xenomorphs. Um, you could kill somebody with the xenomorphs, like literally just yeah. hit somebody in the head with it. It was basically kind of like not scrap metal, but, but just it was like like bicycle pieces, chains, bicycle things, chains you know. used for the xenomorph tails. It was it was really cool. Yeah, and and um, I think that's indicative of like all the there was some just really like you wouldn't think of putting these materials together to make something like representative of that something that you love yeah. pop culture. There was plenty of that. I know we saw like pillows, we saw leggings, we saw <laughs> yarn bits, we saw like. All the stuff that's like I didn't know I wanted those, but now I want all of them, and it was amazing. Um, that was that was very that was on Friday. That was very cool. Uh, we also got to meet a talented artist, um, Angela McKendrick, yeah. who uh, did a lot of neat prints, a lot of uh, very pop culture oriented prints that were. And we'll put them up on the page because I had a couple that I still. I just I, yeah. Joe brought. I, I had so much stuff that he took it with him to his place because I couldn't bring it home with me at that time. But so I, I posted. I have. Yeah. I had gotten a Captain Marvel one and a Empire Strikes Back one, and those were actually probably not like the, some of the the cooler ones. Those are just ones that I really liked. I have a Colossus one that but I like a lot. The Colossus one looks very cool that you picked up, but I think my favorite one that she had done and my buddy got it was the Picard's Vineyards <laughs> um, because that's really cool to do a like a poster for a winery that is based around uh, Jean-Luc Picard's family's vineyard. Yeah, so that was... But her artwork, her art style, it was my favorite. Like, there was plenty of amazing artists there. Like, I like I can't I kid you. Like, everything there, I wanted something off each person's table. But hers struck a chord with me because it has this... Um, it's just the, the positive, negative, the way the balance is. It looks all, like, almost, almost like the old-style propaganda posters. Like, mm-hmm. almost all of them. And it's just... It was like, I wanted to buy every print. Um, so, definitely wanted to give a shout-out to her. 
She um, has she has a lot of um, a lot of websites and, and, and social media stuff. Um, if you want to check out her work, you can actually order from her. It's like Store Envy, I think. It's mm-hmm. Cuddles with Cats at StoreEnvy.com. Um, you can check out all of her prints. Uh, if you're a fan of any type of pop culture, sci-fi, comic books, uh, video games, cartoon characters, yeah. TV shows, she had a lot of mix. So I mean, take the time and go and look through. I think there's. I think she does like T-shirt prints too. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to look at her website, but uh, definitely check it out. So, okay. So we talked about, like, we got, we wandered around, saw some art, bought some stuff. Um, there, so this is, this starts the, the tale of what Joe's journey was for oh, the okay. three days. Yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about who I saw. Well, that, that's, that's another part of okay. it too. Um, so there, there are comic book vendors there actually, cause it is a comic con, right? Yeah. So you got to have comic book sellers there. <laughs> um, and so as we're walking around meeting people, saying hi, just talking, just you know, getting a nice, just just getting the lay of the land, so to speak, and then walking around the back where the stars were. Like, I know we, we creeped on some people, saw some famous people, and yeah. then kind of creeped away. Yeah, um, Michael Roker. It was cool seeing Michael Roker running around with everybody, like, just yeah. out in his booth. Yeah, I just, I don't think he even, like, just, he was probably the star of the show, because he was the one that was like, every time you turn around, Michael Roker's doing something. So it was, I, it was good times. I feel like Michael Roker probably wasn't even taking money, and his, like, agent or the people that collect the money for him were probably like no stop because he was like not behind the table like over here taking selfies with people by the turnstiles and i'm just like i bet you somebody was just like i need 20 i need i need 40 dollars from you now because he shouldn't have done that yeah but he was having a good time he Uh, seems like a really cool dude so uh, as we're walking around we walked around the artist row and this is whenever we uh we should have realized with the the guest list uh who was going to be there but joe stopped me because i i will admit that i wasn't as I just didn't realize who was there. And then yeah. Joe's like, you realize who this is. So yeah. I'll tell you what happened. So like I, we walked back over to artist row where they have all the artists set up. And I remembered like reading something not on wizard world's page, but like Neil Adams had just done uh, a Superman issue for, um, uh, DC recently. So, that was kind of fresh in my mind. And then like we get back there and like I look and there's this huge setup of like all these prints and this big wall cuz like most of the artists had a little booth to work at. Most had like one table, two tables. He this had like, like four or five. Five tables yeah. put together and then he's just sitting there and I look and like my mouth dropped a little bit. I was like that's Neil Adams. And I'm like, "Whoa, cuz like Neil Adams to give you a little perspective, he did a lot of work in the 70s um for comics and even more so after that uh primarily with dc um very heavy uh if you've seen anything from the 70s that was batman um green lantern green arrow uh some superman his style is probably that he's very famous for doing green lantern and green arrow team up um he did a good run of batman he's Mm -hmm. the creator of raza ghoul um anybody who watches arrow knows who raza ghoul is or if you've seen the original batman begins movies that's liam neeson uh he's the guy that helped create raza ghoul and um, among other things, he created Havoc of the X-Men uh, when he did his run on X-Men with, with uh, Marvel. Uh, he created Mockingbird. I think he created Sauron. Um, well, semi-created Mockingbird. Mockingbird was an incarnation of a lot of different people. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, um, like when you think of Mockingbird, you think of him. But yeah. he, he is, a, he's, I think he's a four-time Eisner Award winner, uh, which is an award that they give out for like comic artists and writers. Um, and uh, he, uh, he's just kind of like a comic legend. So, yeah, I mean, you think of like the Mount Rushmore 
of yeah. like uh, that's that's who this this gentleman is and i i just blanked because i like <laughs> the, the reason why is because it's like this is gonna sound terrible it's like i'm more marvel than i am dc so i am too I, but it's a, he's, I, like, he's like iconic dc and he's done good marvel work too mm-hmm. like nothing no doubt yeah right but it's like like last year when i saw rob liefeld i was like that's rob liefeld and i yeah. immediately knew who he was i'm not I probably would have been a little starstruck with yeah, him. Not comparing both, you know, because it's like they're, yeah. they're they're known for separate things. But Liefeld's just because this the stupid Levi's commercials yeah, from the late nineties. Like I knew what he looked like already. Those Levi's commercials. I have another story about that. Yeah, but it's like all X X Force stuff. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. So like I recognized him when I saw him, but like uh, with Mister Adams, I did not. So but then this became the conundrum because you have a living legend here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that has his books there. He also will sign things for you, um, prints, whatever. So then Joe decided. I need to buy a book to get Neil Adams to sign. I did. I was like, I have to get Neil Adams to sign something for me, and I want a book with Neil so, Adams. So to go forward, we'll, we'll go to what happened. But did you get a book that Neil Adams signed? I did not. <laughs> and do you want me to explain my thing now, or do you want to go into... I, I don't think going by day by day. It's like that. Right. I don't know. Like, so like, my conundrum yeah. through the whole Comic-Con was like there, and like the thing with me collecting comics is I do love reading comics, but like I do want to collect them not for a monetary value, but like for a personal value. Um, Oddly you, enough, your personal value is monetary. I don't know. Like, it seems like those are the no, two. Well, no, no, no. Because there's people that collect <laughs> comics and they're just like, I gotta, I'm gonna use this to trade it or sell it later. I don't ever really want to trade or sell my comics, but I want it to be like that Van Gogh that you buy for your wall and you treat yourself and you spend your money on it, but it's mm-hmm. important to you. Yeah, that's fair. So that's how it was. And like, for me, I was like torn. I was like, because there's a lot of vendors there that have comics that normally you'd probably have to go through an auction site or you'd have to go to eBay. You never get to see or touch the comic that you're going to buy, but then you purchase it off of eBay and then it arrives and you're kind of like, ah, this isn't what I thought it would look like. The grade is lower, blah, 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 whatever. So, yeah, so this is very like in front of your face. In you front can, of your you face. You can actually see it. It was kind of nice yeah. to be able to see stuff. So first I was racking my brain. And then on top of that, Michael Golden was there, who I also was was going to. Michael Golden was a co creator of Rogue. He's also an artist for The Walking Dead. Very distinct style. So yeah. very like if you've seen Walking Dead comics, like earlier ones especially, that's Michael Golden. And I feel like a lot of his art style influenced the Telltale games. Yes, like, yeah, they they totally did. But yeah. I was like, ah, so here was my my conundrum, and I was bouncing around. So there three are a lot days. of days, <laughs> three days. So there are a lot of comics that are near and dear to my heart. Um, my my Moby Dick is Amazing Spider Man three hundred because I used to own it. And it, it 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 found its way out of my possession. And the um, and what's so special about Spider Man three hundred? Amazing Spider Man three hundred is the first appearance of Venom, who is one of my favorite characters. Um, I got it when I was, I got it for my thirteenth birthday, thirteenth or sixteenth birthday, and and I had it. You know, it was in a nice case and everything. And 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 anyway, um, so I always wanted to get that back. Um, so that was kind of like my white whale that I was kind of seeing there, and I was like, ah. But then I was like, you know what? It, you know, Neil Adams is here, and like, when am I ever going to see him again? Did it ever occur to you to buy the three hundred and just have him sign it, <laughs> even though you had nothing to do with it? Like, Neil like, Adams, sure. Like, first okay. of Venom, could you just please sign this yeah. for me? He I know did. it's McFarlane, but could you please assign this? <laughs> so, so I uh, he probably would have to. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, you know, yeah. No, anyway. Anyway, so, yeah, so I, I went around and I talked to a couple vendors, and, and the one day, this is why I say if, you, if you're going shopping by Friday, is I went to uh, one of the vendors, um, One Cool Comics uh, is was the name. They're actually a Cleveland-based yeah, out of Parma. comic place yeah. out of Parma. Doesn't have a brick and mortar, but he does have an eBay store. A really nice guy. 
Um, I talked to him a couple times because I asked Paul. I've been back. I, he was. It, 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 let me let me let me paint the picture. He, he so, teased me because so, I was yo-yo. He was like, oh, I like the yo-yos. Yeah. Uh, so basically, like, so for the three days, my my goal with Comic Con was to go meet people, say hello, um, like obviously buy some stuff. But you know, like we we do the show here, like we love all these things. So I wanted to meet people out there and to share some love. Like you know, it's like you guys like this stuff. Like I do too. Um, I dressed up in my Dennis Nedry costume that I had. Uh, walked around with some black gunk on my face and you know it's like and joe was supposed to be my wig man we're gonna go around and talk to people and every time i turn around joe's in one of those comic stands debating about something like every time i was looking at comics too yeah. i wasn't debating oh you were, okay sorry debating who, who found a signed cop two signed copies of amazing spider-man by mark bagley you did so but yeah and we and we bought them and that was amazing but um yeah it yeah. was but yeah. So anyway, uh, no. But it was just every time I turn around, I was like that little kid. It's like okay, we gotta leave the toy store, and you're like, but I'm gonna look again. And every time we walk by one of those three stands, you kept circling. You'd go back and debate, and you'd be debating in your mind. And this went on not so much Friday, <laughs> but all day Saturday, and then part of Sunday. You know, Saturday like, was a big day. Well, I thought about it all day Friday, <laughs> and all night Friday. So anyway, so my my thing came down because I, I well, went to, I went to that guy. Even so, after we, Saturday night, we got back to my place and we talked about it for like another half hour, forty five minutes here, where you're like, I don't know, I could do this and do this, or I could do this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, I went to this this number one or this one cool comics stand and uh, I was talking to him. I was like, I, I really want to get something by Neil Adams, uh, you know, because he's a legend. And he's like, oh man, he's like, I got I got this Raza Ghoul appearance two sixty. Three, I think. It was yeah, second appearance it's supposed to be Raz Agul. Second appearance. It's got the co- on the cover. Batman's, you know, all beat up with his shirt off. Raz has got the sword standing there, defeated, you know, defeated Batman. And he's like, "Yeah, I had a two sixty two yesterday." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> I was like, first appearance of Raz Agul. I was like, signed by Neil Adams. I'm like, that would have been a sweet collector's item. So I was a little bummed about that. And then I kind of muled over getting somebody had Avengers Annual Ten, which was the first appearance of Rogue. I was like, man, should I pick that up and go have Michael Golden sign it? Because I do like Rogue. You know, I hate to say it, like, even though Neil Adams was there, it's like, I am not a big Arrow, Green Arrow, or Green Lantern fan. Um, I I, I will say the CW shows have have won me over on DC a lot more than me going off to my own to read it. You know, like, I'm I'm starting to come back around on DC until until the movies break my heart again. And I'm sure there's people that are listening that are like, man, how could you not like Green Arrow or Green Lantern? And, and, and why would you do this with Neil Adams? You know, blah, blah, blah. So um, to, to, to summarize it up, what ended up happening was um, I broke down and I, I got a Green Arrow print by <laughs> Neil Adams and had him sign it to me. Paul got a X-Men one with first appearance of Havoc print, which looks really it's, cool. It's really cool. Like, it's like late 60s, um, very, yeah. like, um, oh, I, it's just, it's very, I don't know, it's very of the time. Like, it's a, the, the way the colors are, the blocking. I'll get a photo up of it. It's, I mean, you could Google the first image of, of Havoc, uh, first appearance of Havoc, and find that cover of X-Men. It's just a cool-looking cover. And I, it's just like, and if I'm going to, not that I had to go pro Marvel, but it's just like, I thought Havoc, I don't know. Like I, I already own so much Spider-Man and Captain America stuff mm-hmm. that I wanted something that was a little bit more off the beaten path. Like that's why I got that Colossus print um, from um, uh, you know, from uh, what, the, Angela. Angela, yeah. yeah. Sorry, uh, um, and that's why I wanted to get Havoc because I wanted something like different. You yeah. know, yeah. And like I, they, like Neil Adams did a variant cover recently for Amazing Spider-Man One, which came out and rebooted after Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and he did that variant cover, and you could buy that 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 magazine for 50 bucks and he would sign it so you would have a signed piece of his work like like a like a comic and there was the numbered copies of the secret um, the, the, the civil, civil war, war. he yeah. did a number he did a cover an alternate cover for civil war also and he he had that signed so but i was like 
I was like, I want to get something he's known for. So I got a green arrow print, and it's a sweet green arrow print that he drew. Uh, and he signed it. So I, I went with that as far as the signing goes. And so what did you end up buying? And so as far as like who I gave my rose to. <laughs> that's um, me, that's that, like We joked about it all weekend. It really was Joe playing The Bachelor with these comics where he's like, I want all of you. But... You know, will you make me truly happy? So, and so you had to have dates with them. Technically. And held them all out and looked at them, I got did. them graded. I did. I felt yeah. bad because some of these guys were, like, setting these books in front of me, and I was staring at them, like, longingly, like, I don't know if I should do this. Uh, so what I broke down, I actually did three. Uh, I got a, I did get Amazing Spider-Man 300, um, and I got uh, Secret Wars number eight. The original Secret Wars, which is the first appearance of the alien symbiote costume. Yeah. So I have both appearances of Venom. Technically, the Eddie Brock combination and the the costume itself. Yeah. And I also picked up Amazing Spider-Man 361, which was the first, first appearance of, of Carnage. Carnage. So you're like all about the symbiote. I went symbiote heavy. I even got a really cool print that a guy did where it was a trading card of Venom it, and Carnage. No, it looked like, it looked like a, a playing card, like a face card yeah. of like, um, I don't know, like a king or whatever. And it, like, it's it's Venom and Carnage coming off. Like, well, I'm sure we'll he, post it. It's he really was cool. really busy and he didn't give me one of his cards. So I don't, I apologize. I don't know who the artist is. Yeah. But anyway, yes, I am a big fan of the symbiotes. And, um, Hopefully, uh, I will see these bad boys soon because I sent them off to Florida to get graded by the CGC. Yeah, and he al- you also brought some of the other books in, too. I did. I, yeah. I did. I have a first appearance of Spider-Gwen and uh, the first appearance of female Thor, which yeah. I sent off to get graded. So, And that was that was fun, too, to learn about that process. But uh, so, we okay, all the, the, okay. the Bachelor was, stuff sorry. aside. No, no, no. I, I think it's interesting. I find it, like, I'm just trying to explain to people, like, like it was just like, it just Joe, just the way of the world, just like deciding what he wanted to do, yeah. and it was just like watching him and watching him, and then oh, here's the one bit. So we're at One Cool Comics talking to the gentleman who runs the store. Joe's going to pull the trigger on the Spider-Man 300, right? <laughs> and uh, this is the best part. Like he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Guys, like yeah, it's like well, I take cards. So Joe gave him his his card, and it went through, and it declined like twice. Yeah. And so then, and Joe's like. Well, I get okay. Well, here you go, and he handed him back the books, and I I started laughing. I felt so bad. Yeah. I was like, "You finally committed to getting your Spider Man three hundred, and now your card's going to decline. So you're going to be that guy that waffled for a day and a half and couldn't even get the book that you wanted. Well, but that then w- you called the credit card company or you looked it up on the yeah, phone. And my app, it. Yeah, my app. I pulled up my Amex app, and it was just like, "Did you authorize?" Because it was like an expensive purchase. They're like, "Did you authorize this?" And I was like, "Oh, more I, than more than anything." More yeah, than I was the like, world, "I totally did," know. and I was like, "Go ahead, do it again." And then good. <laughs> so my credit card company was just looking out for me it was I, like i was waiting for sure? joe to walk away all sad are you sure like, you want to spend this much on comic books like joe? the sad incredible hulk music as he walked away from the booth yeah um no so uh that was like that was joe's journey um uh, <laughs> so for me like i uh like saturday i was there with my girlfriend and we we met some people um uh, just other than other people that attended the show we we got to meet um henry winkler aka fonzie aka hey. um hey aka hey sweetheart like i wanted to be my grandfather so badly like he just constant like this nice guy go up to him and he'd be like what's your name i'm like my name's paul he's like my name's henry it's like we all know you're henry winkler we all love you henry <laughs> I love that. and then um he he looked at mary he's like what's your name he's like oh it's mary he's like henry and he's like he turns and looks at all the girls in line he's like is cleveland just full of beautiful girls it's like you kill it henry winkler oh my god just slayed every girl in line right wow. there like he know how he knows how to play a crowd god. wearing like this like this nice pink like grandfatherly yeah, sweater that sweater was <laughs> bright pink neon sweater yeah. Oh, and, and of course, I'm meeting these people while dressed up like Dennis Nedry. So all the celebrities I meet, I have just black 
stuff on my face. And, you know, anyway, so met him, met Jason Muse, uh, you know, of, of, you know, Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, he was fun. I mean, it just, I, mean, I love the, the picture he signed for you guys though. Yeah. Like the, <laughs> yeah, he, so, he, signed, he signed a print from, um, the clerks too. Yeah. And it's basically, he signs it a line from Silence of the Lambs where it's like, you know, would, would you, so there's a scene not yeah. to, not to, cause we try to keep PG not to get, but there's a scene in silence of the lambs where Buffalo bills in front of the mirror. And he asks himself a question in the mirror. Yeah. Would you F me? I would F me. Yeah. <laughs> and he does the same thing at clerks too. So he signed the, the, the print or his photo, yeah. like, you know, w- like he did, but he didn't censor it. So it's really yeah, funny. It's kind of funny, uh, but it was nice to meet him. I mean, he was like, you know, very, just like, you know, I'm sure he was talking to everybody, but it's like, it's Jason Muse, like the, the whole view askew universe, very mm-hmm. influential grown up dogmas one of my favorite movies of all time and the fact that this guy held his own on screen with alan rickman because he was terrified Mm -hmm. the entire time like i love that like he stepped up his game because he knew there's like legitimate actors around him and it's like that's cool so that was nice to meet him and then we also met um brett spiner uh data from star trek next generation like one of mary like she was like losing her mind meeting him and he asked what her name was said it was mary he sang like two uh verses from a song uh, from Yankee Doodle Dandy, and like just he was serenading my 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 fiance, <laughs> and we're no longer engaged because she's now going to go follow Brett Spiner. Oh, like I'm just, no. but it's like he took some time and just kept singing to her, and it was like it was quite nice. Yeah. So you know, got to meet some celebrities, got to creep on Robert England in the distance, got to see Michael Rooker in the distance. Yeah, Michael Rooker. Yeah. Uh, also, Michael Rooker. Oh my gosh. So was it Sunday? Sunday. 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 Not to jump around too much. So Sunday, we're just kind of walking around the con. And, um, like the overhead comes on and it, it, it had come on like a few times for announcements for of announcements. like who's going for photos and this, and, this, and this. And you don't really pay attention to it. You know, like sometimes you hear it in the background, like somebody lost a galaxy S4 is blah, blah, blah. And, um, all of a sudden it's like somebody's talking and I stop and I'm like, is that Michael Roker? And then like, he starts talking about somebody's birthday that day. And he's like, I want everybody to sing this guy. Happy birthday. And over the, the loudspeaker, Michael Roker gets a chant of happy birthday going for some guy. And yeah. We all started singing the convention center. Most people sang, but then he started extending words. So everybody kind of lost the song, Yeah, but it was just really surreal just to hear him on a PA. Yeah. It's like, I just really think he wandered around did whatever he wanted to the entire time. And no one was going to tell him no. Yeah. Because he could whistle and make an arrow kill people. Like, so you don't want to mess with that. Um, I know he also had a panel where he just took questions from the audience. Mm-hmm. I, and Mary went to that and said she was really close to him. And that was fun. We didn't get to go to that. A couple panels we did go to. We got to see um, Joe and Anthony Russo. Well, the first panel we went to was Friday night. They had a wrestling. Oh, yeah. There wrestling, was the wrestling panel, yeah. Uh, WrestlingAudio.com does a wrestling podcast. Um, we went to that one. Uh, which was which was interesting. A um, lot of crowd interaction. There was probably about four or five people there that were, you could tell, were really hardcore wrestling fans. I did not want to get into the ring, uh, quote so unquote, speak, so yeah. to speak, with them. With that, I do enjoy wrestling, but you know, it's not something that I follow as much as some other things like comics. Um, but uh, it was a good discussion um, about the current affairs in the, the WWE and like what's coming up at WrestleMania. Yeah, definitely check um, out those guys. They know their stuff and they're entertaining. So like, I, I thought that was great. There was a uh, there was two guys cosplayed as Kane and Undertaker, and they were not there. And we all thought it was funny because the the guys at the panel brought it up. They're like, "Did you guys see the guys dressed as Kane and Undertaker? How are they not here?" That's funny. Yeah, and it was it was pretty funny. So, um, but it was pretty good. And I, I should have, and I didn't even think about it to ask them what they thought about the stardust Stephen Amel 
<laughs> mashup because I think that feud is getting uh, resurrected for uh, WrestleMania. I hope so. I think it'd be too. fun. But I like when Steve Lamel uh, does celebrity wrestling. But it was a good panel. Uh, and then Saturday we, we we got to sit pretty close to. Well, I sat up close. I know you were in the back for the Russo brothers. Um, they were here with um, oh, a gentleman from the Cleveland Film Commission. Uh, his name is uh, Ivan Schwartz, um, which. Uh, funnily enough, the entire like panel was really great, but there became a lot more questions being directed towards Ivan versus the Russos, yeah. which was great because it was about Cleveland. It was. The it whole was thing a- was about filming in Cleveland. The Russos were from Cleveland. Um, Mr. Schwartz is actually from L.A. Yeah. and then moved to Cleveland to give it a chance, and he, and he fell in love with the city. Staying. How do you long? He's 10 years, he said? Yeah, 10 years. He said he was going to give Cleveland six months. If it didn't work out, he's going to just move to London. Uh-huh. So he had London on the back burner if Cleveland didn't work out, and, and he stayed and in he Cleveland. Stayed in Cleveland. This guy, he seemed like he was really passionate about the the Greater Cleveland Film Commission. Um, he, bringing projects into bringing Cleveland. projects yeah. into Cleveland. Cleveland has had movie projects. Of course, we've had the Avengers. The Russos have brought their project of Captain America: Civil War here. That's why they were part of that panel. The Russos are from Cleveland. Um, they want more movies to come to Cleveland. Um, uh, right now, movies uh, like I don't know, Canada's like like Toronto, Vancouver's got a lot of like. Uh, uh, incentives like tax incentives, incentives. tax yeah. incentives. Atlanta apparently is really, really hot with tax incentives for movies. So a lot of movies are getting shot down there. Um, and one of the big reasons why we want this is because it creates jobs and especially yeah. you know film movie jobs. You know, like. It, but the way they laid out the panel though was very like it was interesting in the sense of like saying that like um, Cleveland is a city people want to come to to film. It's just that we need some infrastructure in place, mm-hmm. and they're hoping to have that soon. So, because like the Russos had mentioned that they wanted to try to get Infinity War like to be filmed in Cleveland, like the main production of it, but they couldn't because they didn't have sound stages here. So that's why they're doing Atlanta for Infinity War. That's why they choose Atlanta for um, Civil War. Yeah, and it's like it was it, but. Like I don't think it's a discouragement. I mean, that's money lost, but it's just like that just shows that they're eager to try to get Cleveland in the mix as much as possible. And we've also heard that there's other productions that not just that because they have ties to Cleveland wanted to shoot here, but we just didn't have one or two pieces right. that we needed. And the whole goal is to get that. And, and, and I was really it was I, I'm glad that the whole panel thought, didn't like just didn't crumble into whole like oh how many Captain Americas are going to be in this movie right. or whatever. Like it became an actual discussion about filmmaking. It was really entertaining and, and just really engaging. I think I think the crowd, not so much from like a like a fan, like 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 a comic book movie fan point of view, but just as Clevelanders were really into that panel because of like what Ivan wanted to do for the city and um, you know get get the film commission going because um, it was it was it was pretty exciting. Yeah, and uh, but it kills me, and this is this is the fan part of me that they opened the the floor to questions, and one of the Russos said. Oh, uh, you can't ask about Spider-Man. Then he stopped and said, yeah, you can. And he made a joke. And then no one asked about goddamn Spider-Man. Yeah. And it was killing me. I wanted to be like, when are we going to see him? Like, I know yeah. that's like, that was the part of me. It's like, this is a wonderful discussion, you know, but when are we going to see Spider-Man? That's all I wanted to know. I wanted to get some little juicy bit mm-hmm. about Civil War that we don't know yet. And it sounds like they're ready to offer it up and no one took advantage of it. And right. it kills me. You know? I'm waiting for the final Civil War trailer to reveal a little something. You know what I mean? I hope so. I, I and, and no one asked about what it was like trying to work with um, Robert Downey Jr. Like, just like you think there have been some kind of oddball, yeah, like, like him or even Robert Redford, because when he, just, like, yeah. Robert Redford's a heavy hitter, and he was in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Like, I mean, how cool is that to work with that guy? Right. I just so, uh, so anyway, anyway. Um, but the other panel that we did get to get to because we didn't get to get too many of them because uh, I was running around 
um, dressed up as Nedry trying to which, say hi to people. Which we'll get to that after this panel. But the the, the last panel we caught was the Mass, Matt Smith panel for Doctor Who. By accident, because we were he, gonna, he yeah. was late coming to Cleveland because of some kind of air travel issue. And so we made a TARDIS joke, which was appropriate. He was supposed to be earlier in the day, but he is actually the last panel of the night on Saturday. And we and it was it was awesome. Like it was really, he was really nice, genuine. He really helped the crowd because oh, it was just a bunch of girls yeah. losing their minds trying to talk to him. Yeah, the, and, yeah. the ratio to TARDIS dresses to Harley Quinn's was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I'm just happy that I got to be in the same room with this guy. Cause he was just very entertaining and very disgracious. And, um, like they asked him a lot of specific doctor who questions. They asked, uh, you know, I, I thought the one that was great was, uh, one, he kept like making fun of Arthur Darvill. Yeah. Like, the, all the time him like, poking at arthur darvall was hilarious like almost like all of his comments were just like well, rory he's probably dead again like, yeah it was really funny he just he'd like he's like i'd ring him up and i'd be like ha arthur you die again like yeah and then like his whole talk talking about how the fez came to be you know about yeah. how like he really really wanted a hat so they yeah so Stephen moffat's like well fine then you get a fez and then he's like but the jokes on him i really liked it a lot yeah. it was like it was it was really entertaining uh, i was tickled the entire time listening to him um, and I, you know, if I was in line, I'd probably also be like, Matt Smith, I love you. And then lock up and not know what to say. Yeah. So it was cool to see Matt Smith on the panel. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, that, so panels, that's all we really got to see. We didn't get to catch too many other things, but, um, Sunday, uh, we spent the bulk of the day walking around like I, like Saturday and Sunday, I was dressed up as this Nedry. I know I've said that like 6,000 times, but the reason I mentioned is because I had so much fun. Cause I don't know. I don't know if Joe believed me or not. Because last year I dressed up as in that character as well, I and I got stopped yeah. like every two seconds. But like, it just it is amazing. It continues like it's a yeah. very cool niche like costume that's unique. You never see that type of costume. I mean, I was literally when I wasn't digging through comic book boxes, I was literally standing like we would just be walking to the next one, and like between the three minutes it would take to walk there, two people would stop and be like, "That's cool. Can I get a picture with you? Can Can I take your picture?" And it was like. He was like a celebrity there, and it was crazy. Uh, and like, it was funny because like I was just kind of like this like fifth wheel. Like, yeah, I'll hold your stuff for you. Yeah, I'll take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was funny because we we ran into to uh, Michael Wilson, uh, Night Mage, because he was at the Extra Life table yeah. and dresses Kratos, mm-hmm. and amazing. Like, looked really really cool. And he's just just laughing and just saying, "I love your outfit. I love your outfit." It's like, and but for, you're Kratos. Yeah, and you're and flipping Kratos, and his, I'm just here wearing a rain jacket. And his quality of costumes is amazing. For, yeah, that's a huge compliment for him to be like for a cosplayer that big to say, you know, I love your costume. Well, and then we also ran to a guy dressed like Spider Man, like like old school, yep. like well, I mean, not I mean almost like Tobey Maguire era. Yeah, like um, you know, Spider Man, mm-hmm. and he was also at the Extra Life booth, and he was just, he he yelled at me, and then I, I looked at him, I was like, well, we got to get our picture taken with spider-man yeah spider-man yells and he loved it i just i can't get over how just wearing like a hawaiian shirt and a a rain slicker and i think it was the can the barbasol can that people loved yeah everybody was afraid to open the barbasol can to see the mini dinosaurs inside and it was fun to watch them all kind of like laugh at themselves when they realize there's nothing going on in the can uh but yeah i met i met two um two queen of dragons definitely um what else who else i mean i met like a number of like a number of characters but the queen of dragons were funny because they were afraid to open the can i'm like but sure the queen of dragons yeah like why are you afraid of dinosaurs like it just seems like they're kind of tied together yeah and i told you like small world like my one buddy i know he he works with the one queen of dragons boy the guy that was john snow oh because there was one that was john snow and it's like he's like yeah i saw i saw paul on their facebook page as dennis nedry i was like yeah 
I was like, that's cool. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I got to talk to a lot of really cool people and I really, really appreciate it because everyone was super nice and it was, everyone was super happy. So it was like, it was a good time and I, I liked doing it. Um, I will say that I sweated to death. Um, oh, also there was the two inflatable T-Rexes that roamed around and everyone kept asking me if I, fa- if I saw them and at first I didn't. And I thought it was very appropriate that a Dennis Nedry would not find the dinosaurs that were running loose because <laughs> if he did, bad things would happen. Right. But the T-Rexes were funny. Like they just ran around high five everybody. It was Those a good time. Those T-Rex costumes are hilarious. Yes. Um, on Sunday we did get to interact and meet with, um, this, this company called, was uh, it Battle Bin? Um, yeah, uh, we're here. I have their information here somewhere. Sorry, it's a little messy. We have like I, I ha- no, I, I literally have like a stack of cards um, from like everybody and yeah. I, and I, we we apologize if if we couldn't get in or we're we're not. I know there's so many there's so many people. No, I met a lot of cool we, artists. I'm gonna I'm also gonna name drop some more here in a second, but uh, yeah, it's um. So if if you're familiar it's with Battle Ben, Lu- yeah, yeah, if you're familiar with Loot Crate. Similar concept, but it's tabletop gaming. So small games, you know, that you get uh, monthly. It's a monthly subscription. I think it's like thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you sign up every month. You're going to get a new game, and you're going to have like a new tabletop game to play. The two that I saw that like we were talking to the gentleman at the booth um, that they had laid out that you could play and try. And I wish I would have sat down and played and you know tried them. I should have because like it was Sunday and really, you know, we we could have given it like an hour because you know we were really just walking around and just cleaning up and finishing. But, um, uh, there was one called iron and ale that looked interesting. It was, it was like obviously a dwarf setting game, but it's a card game. And then they had another one called Salem, which was witch based. And the box that it came in was like an old style, like Bible. Yeah. Um, looked really, the art style was really cool. The art style was really cool on it. And I remember looking at some of the cards that were played and they would say, witch, not a witch. So it's like almost like (laughs) trying to figure out who's really a witch and who gets burned. Does it float? Does it not float? Does it weigh the same, same as a duck? duck Yeah. Or small rocks. Yeah. (laughs) Really small rocks. Really small rocks. I would love it. No, but it's I love the idea that they take existing games or even ones that like I know like the Salem one was a Kickstarter that once it got funded they yeah. approached them. Uh they try to make it like they they try to truncate it to where you still get the same experience but also like you know the $30 I mean there's a lot of tabletop games that you get out there that could be really expensive and really expensive to get started. Yeah. So they try to find a way to give you that core experience and then there's also they throw in extras too like uh, custom game mats and things like that. And it's like I really like this I idea thought that a was lot. Cool that they get custom stuff because yeah. like they're doing these these battle bo- these battle bins battle bots ba- I was to say battle boxes but oh. battle bins and um like the developers for these games are saying you know if you put this in your in your bin we're going to give you a unique play mat or a unique model that only comes in that box so yeah so it's just really cool like I just want to give them a shout out because I mean there's a lot of blind box stuff that you can get now and subscription based stuff but this is one of the more unique ones and I thought that was really really cool so it was nice to talk to those guys and speaking of loot crate subscription type things we got another loot crate that we need to post up and we're going to start giving some more stuff away so keep your ear to the ground with that yeah um, once we get everything cleaned up because like right now with comic-con we're trying to get as much information out that we got at it um <laughs> like so we so. got a bunch of cards and we're going to try to you know, we, a lot of information a lot of great information i want to mention um the name of the website that uh what was it um the i have it here listed replica pro forum 
um, they're the ones that uh, they posted one of my Dennis Nedry photos mm-hmm. today because uh, they do a lot of like props and like cosplay stuff. Yeah, and and people resonated with that. Right. Like and thanks. I just want to thank them for posting the photo. Like and, and stopping and talking to me. Um, like that was fun. And it's like a lot of people like that. So I want to give some love back to them because. Like that got ridiculously a lot of attention, and it I don't did. know what happened. And well, so much attention that I know that somebody from the UK who's a big Jurassic Park fan, I guess, contacted you. Yeah, like so. so it's, now it's, here, you're global. I'm global. I'm taking over the world one listener at a time. <laughs> um, so, I, so all stuff and things aside, this was your first experience. Mm-hmm. You said to me before the show that for three days you felt like you. You told me like you know felt like, like a kid again. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time. Like, you know, it's funny. My my girlfriend always busts my chops because I look always grumpy. I'm like, perpe- <laughs> I have a perpetual, like, resting bitch face. Uh, not really, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I came home the first day, and she's like, oh, my God, I don't think I've ever seen you smile that big. And I was like, oh, I had so much fun. <laughs> so, like, even, like, so um, if you can only go for a day, definitely do that. Not that you need to block off three days worth of your time, but I felt like, I felt I wasn't in any hurry to get one particular thing done, so that made me feel better about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I felt more pressure um, trying to get married to the things that she wanted to do because she was only there for for part of the one day. Yeah. Um. So I wanted to make so and, when we're meeting the celebrities, I want to make sure we got that all woven in and see some of the booths. Like that's a lot of rushing, and that could be kind of taxing. I and, tried not to rush. Like I in my head, like on Sat when Saturday hit, there were so many panels. Yeah, and yeah, I missed the Chris Hemsworth panel. Um, I missed like the Roker panel. I think there was a. Um, There's a couple of them. That there could, were a couple yeah. of them that I was like, I gotta go check this out. I didn't go to them because I was doing. I one. I think I went to lunch at two. Yeah, you know, I left and came back, but. Like, I think I was just like, you know what? I'm having so much fun. I don't need to rush myself to do this. If I miss it, I miss it. I'm having fun doing all these other things. So yeah. I don't feel bad about it. But and, and I told you, too, like, you know, I got that itch now. And I'm just like, man, I want to go to another con. When am I, <laughs> when am I going to go? You know, like, but I don't think I'd do a three-dayer. I think I'd, I'd probably do a three-dayer next year for Cleveland. Yeah. You know, but I think I would do a one-dayer. I mean, I, I couldn't see myself paying for three days, like, you know, any, I don't know, like, even like Columbus or Pittsburgh, because it's, it's that, then that complicates, like, travel and staying. Yeah. I mean, this place was like, I mean, we went here and we'd take, like, a, just a 10 minute Uber drive down and back. Like, yeah, that the Uber was, was convenient. It was so or, easy just to get dropped off and wander around and come back home. Or if you're like, a con person, there's a Marriott, literally a stone throw from the convention yeah. center. Like, we, we got picked up on the curb looking at the Marriott half the time from Uber. Yeah, so I mean that was uh, real easy to get in and out. Cleveland Convention Center, real easy to navigate, get around to. That was very that was new, nice. very nice. Yeah, very new. Um, There's a creepy hologram woman there, though. Don't trust her. <laughs> yeah, Do not trust her. Yeah, I mean, I think she was checking me out. I she think, was because yeah. remember she wouldn't stop looking at you no yeah, matter it was, which it way. Was you really, really weird. You you walked around to the left or the right. She would keep following you. So, um, any any last like. <laughs> Like um, anything else we didn't cover. And also, real quick, I met uh, Sean Koss of Cyanide and Happiness. They oh yeah, they did too. a sketch for you. That yeah. was cool. Um, um, which I mean, I, if I if you don't know who Cyanide and Happiness are, definitely check like, them out. They're all over the place. They're they great web comic. Hilarious, very funny web comic. Um, Explosum.net. Uh, they have YouTube videos. They now have their their stuff for sale on Blu-ray. Um, but I got to meet him, talk to him for a second. He did a little sketch for me. We posted on Twitter uh, about their new book. That was a lot of fun. To talk to them. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoyed just taking my time and just kind of taking everything in and seeing all the different outfits, um, of everybody. And just, it was just a, it, it's good to be at a place that, um, I don't want to say judgment free zone cause that's not really what I want to say, but it's like, 
you're there because of these things that you love yeah. and everybody else is there because of what they love. And so, and generally I've been to places where there's a big crowd where you, you feel like you don't feel welcome because it's just like a bunch of people always trying to get through. It's like a bunch of like salmon going upstream yeah. and you get very like shovey pushy. This it's like, if you bump into somebody, they're already saying sorry to you before you could apologize to them. Cause for everybody there for the most part was there just to enjoy and have a good time. It was a very upbeat atmosphere and I, I don't and, really have that too many places. Yeah. And it's, it's like everybody loved all the stuff there. So immediately you had something in common with every person that was there. Yeah. And that's, that was pretty cool. So, um, Anyway, I, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more things that we're going to talk about, and I'm sure uh, we're going to end up pimping out more things, too, like information that we yeah. got, like artists we talked to. Like I said, I, I literally have a stack of cards to dig through. And, the, and there's people we want to get on the show. We want to talk to them. We talked to them at the con, told them we did the podcast. They were interested oh, in coming on. That's, um, that's one, oh, yeah, like, yeah, one yeah. more i got to mention, too. I'm sorry. I, I apologize, everybody. Uh, J. Powell Golden. Sorry, J. Powell Ogden. Not Golden. Michael Golden was the other the artist. J. Powell Ogden. Uh, has written a couple of books here. She gave me a copy of one of her books called uh, uh, The Guardian's Playlist, book one of the Playlist Trilogy. I'm definitely going to read it and, and let you guys know. Um, it's because I want to support, you know, just like, um, you know, we want you guys to support us. Uh, she is, uh, f- like, I think she's from Cleveland as well. So, like, I want to support one of our own. So I it was really nice of her to give me one of her books because, I mean, that's I'm sure that's a cost to her. But I just mentioned what we did and she got excited. So th- I just want to give a shout out for that as well. Um, cause you know, sometimes we do book reports as well on here. So, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You just walk up to somebody and be like, Hey, I'm really interested in this stuff. It's like, here, would you like some of this? Yes. Yeah. I'll say yes to that. Um, and I bought more prints. Now I, you will not see my actual walls in my apartment cause it's all me covered in prints. I have, uh, like that one we got from, uh, Adams. Uh, and then I got some other ones. It's just like, I, I'm running out of wall space. I'm excited to put up my Neil Adams green arrow. Oh, I'm excited for my havoc. Yeah, yeah, so, and Joe's excited because he bought three comics. Which will arrive in June, <laughs> I think. I think he said three months. Yeah. Yeah, three months to get them graded. Yeah, and you'll never get to open them no. ever again. Uh, I will open them if Todd McFarlane is is nearby, present, present or Mark Bagley. Yeah, because Joe has a mission now. Where now the, that he's been to a con... In, in the world is Mark Bagley. He needs to meet Mark Bagley. Yeah. Even though we have books signed by him, he needs to meet him. Supposedly. Supp- <laughs> it has a certificate. But Yeah. All right. So uh, any last thoughts about uh, Wizard World? No, it was great. Had a good time. I just, I was almost dead every day just walking. They also like, had a, uh, they had, real quick, they had a, they had a, a tabletop area where you could do a lot of different tabletop gaming. And the video and, game and stuff the video we didn't game get stuff. to, yeah. We didn't even go into the... I, we walked through... You know, it's funny as I was walking around with one of my buddies and his wife, and you know that they had a, a giant statue of Kazuya and Jin from Tekken? Yes. Not a giant one, but a li- like, like the, real life. Life size like for the life most size. of them. And they were basically going to blows like Rocky Two, like the end of Rocky Two. Yeah. And uh, like their fists were frozen right at their face, and like it was so packed in there, we cut through there once, and she just kind of like snuck in around the statue, and, and I was just like, "Whoa!" Like I'm like, I don't want to touch that statue just in case Kazuya turns around and hits you with like a devil driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that was also really packed. I just feel like because it was busy yeah, all the time that they were they were doing a uh, Smash Brothers tournaments and. Uh, Street Fighter Five tournaments because Street Fighter Five just came out and I really wanted to play Street Fighter Five because I haven't played it yet just to kind of try it out there. Yeah, but so. it didn't happen. Um, so in wrap up, I I think that was successful. Uh, Wizard World. I'm glad they came back for second year. I feel like having someone like Chris Hemsworth be a last minute addition shows a lot of the draw of Cleveland because he didn't have to do that. 
Mm-mm. And I mean, he he's been in town for the Avengers, so he's been to Cleveland before. Just like the Russo said that, like um, uh, Chris, Chris Evans loves Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Like so, I, I, it says a lot to us that you got these these A listers that are coming back. Even though I, mean, I get that they're there and they're making a, like a boatload of money just for photos and, and meeting and all that, and there's a incentive for that. But I don't know if the money that he makes there is compared to his Marvel money that he's making. You know, I mean, I don't know what the contract is, but he's making he's making bank mm-hmm. right now, right? So for him to show up. Um, that that says a lot to us as Clevelanders, and also to have Karen Gillian come back for another year. Yeah, she must have had a good enough experience first time last year. Well, that's year. the thing. I think the people that come back have great years because, like Shatner, didn't come back this year, but he is touring Wizard World. Yeah, I mean, and Lou Ferrigno didn't come back. <laughs> like, I don't know, but like for her though, she's she's a big draw. And then, um, you know, and to have Matt Smith show up too. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's big. You know, so maybe next year we'll we'll get um, you know, Mark Bagley will show up. To Cleveland, he won't show up. But well, who knows? Robert England to show up too—that's big. That's really, really big. Uh, mm-hmm. Henry well, Winkler. That's Henry uh, Winkler's big. Well, I big know. To Ro- me. Well, I know Robert England filmed a couple of movies in the last few years here. So, well, that and also, I mean, like you, you, he he owes a lot of his legacy to Nightmare on Elm Street, which was created by Wes Craven, who was mm-hmm. from Cleveland. Yeah. So, I mean, not that he needs to owe Cleveland anything, but that's kind of cool. It's a nice little, you yeah. know, like you know, tie yeah. to it. But yeah, so next year it's going to be bigger and better, I'm sure. We'll be there. Hopefully we see you guys there too. And to everybody I met this weekend, thank you, thank you, thank you. It was so much fun talking to everybody and posing for photos and feeling like a diva for a day. <laughs> like, because it's just like, I was, I was telling more, Joe. I was more of a diva than uh, you. Yeah, I was telling Joe, I was <laughs> like, I'm not used to girls across the way smiling and taking photos of me. That's a very weird experience for me. <laughs> I was like, this is like, you know, and then, but there'd be a couple of times where girls would just laugh and I'd be like, that that's familiar to me, girl, you know, but, but not the taking of photos. So anyway, I had a good time again. Thanks to everybody that, that came out. Like like I hosted it. I didn't host it, but but I was there, so it was fun. So now um, we're going to celebrate um, Leap Day. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Do you have the, the quiz? Or, oh, yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> uh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> so we decided because uh you know with leap day quantum leap one of my favorite shows of all time um you know the american doctor who that's not really the right thing to say but i feel like that uh i sent so, you a link for a quiz do you okay so there's a lot there's just, i just have 11 questions yeah do you want do you want to go off do you want a multiple choice or do you want it kind of like just off the cuff and just like give me an answer. No, give me well, uh, um, all right. If I don't know, well, yeah, give me the because there's okay. Some, I'll there's give you your answer. Right. So, okay. All right. First question: What year did Quantum Leap debut? It goes from eighty nine to ninety three. Eighty nine. All right. And I think I just found that out today while I was rolling through stuff. So cheating. Yeah. Yep. How many seasons of Quantum Leap were there? Five. Okay. I think. That's we'll find out. On, that's not even on here. Oh. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Who is being credited as the creator of Quantum Glenn Leap? Glenn A. Larson. I know that one. Mm-mm. No? I, I hear it. Scott Bass. Scott, I, actually, I'm just going to read you off the people that okay. aren't in the show. Uh, Donald Belisario. That's him. Mike Post or Deborah Pratt. Okay, but is Glenn, Glenn A. Larson one of the guys? Mm-hmm. Or no? It's the Belisarius guy then. This one's kind of... Uh, Scott Bakula played Dr. Beckett. What was Dr. Beckett's first name? Samuel. Samuel. Samson. It's Samson. No, I no it's not. In slipping. the beginning of the series, before any leaps were made, what year is it taken in? Give me my choices, please. So 1989, 1999, 
2019 or 2029? 2019. Dang, man. That's only two years away or three years away. Yeah. We got to get our, our leaping technology straight. What was Dr. Beckett's brother's name? Tim, what? Toby, Tom, Tony, or he didn't have a brother. Uh, he had a brother, but that's Tim. Sure. Tim, Tim Beckett. <laughs> what was Sam Beckett's wife's first name? Oh, crap. What? Yeah. Oh, boy. What, what are our oh, options? Boy. Yeah. Uh, Beth, Donna, Lisa, Mary, or he wasn't married. He was married. I know that. Um, Lisa, sure. Lisa. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Beckett was friends with Al, who is a, we all know Al is the holographic image. What was Al's last name? What are the options? Uh, Calabrese, uh, Calavici, Calzavara, uh, De Alessandro, or De Mayo? Uh, it's the second one, I think. Calavici? Yeah, I think so. What was Al's military rank? Ugh, I don't know this one, but... Brigadier General in the U.S. Army, Lieutenant General in the U.S. Marines, Major General in the U.S. Air Force, Rear Admiral in the U.S. Navy, or Vice Admiral in the U.S. Coast Guard? Uh, the, one, the Marines one, sure. Lieutenant General in the U.S. Marines? Yeah. All right. What was Al's first wife's name? <laughs> That's funny, his first wife. I know he had no, because that was a history of him. He always had all his ex-wives. All his ex-wives. Yeah. And you, uh, you need the... Please. Beth, Donna, Lisa, or Mary? <laughs> it's the same one. It is because, like, oh. if you think about it, it's yeah. Um, Beth, sure. All right, and how many times did Sam Beckett leap into a female? What are my options? Zero, three, five, seven, or nine. Nine. Wow, nine, really? I well, I mean, that's the show was one for however many seasons. I want to guess it happened. All right, let's see how you did. Yeah. All right, so Quantum Leap debuted in. 1989 Woo! the first episode was uh aired in march 26th um 50 54% of the people who took this quiz also got that right. <laughs> yeah this isn't a joe made up quiz i'm sorry no uh how many seasons of quantum leap were there five which is correct okay ended in 93 47 people got that right <laughs> um you got the what who is credited as being the creator of Quantum Leap? The Belisarius. Belisario. Yeah. Uh, is also the creator of what other TV shows? Do you know? Uh, well, I mean, I want to think that it was also associated with Battlestar Galactica, um, Knight Rider, um, NCIS. NCIS, he did do. Yeah. They only have like four listed here. Okay. That's not any of them. Uh, Jag. Yeah. Which uh, old people also love. Airwolf and Magnum P.I. But Glenn A. Larson's associated with some of that, too, I think. Anyway, uh, whatever. Uh, Sam Beckett. Samuel Beckett's right. Yep. Um, in the beginning of the series of the series before any leaps were made, it, the, the correct year is 1999. Really? Did not know that. Clearly, I didn't know that. Yeah, 10 years from when it actually premiered on the air. Wow. That's not a big window. That's not really I mean, Because the whole idea is that Sam could leap within his own lifetime. Yeah. So, which is funny because there's only, I think, one episode in which he leaped into a future that had not been like you know it wasn't like well yeah this future you, current to if, the production if you date. think about it he's gone back to the 50s so. well yeah he, he actually goes back to he can go back to the day of his birth up until whatever will be his actual date of death yeah um so as a show like since it was written in like the late 80s early 90s there was like one episode that took place 
um, set in the future because the guy he leaped into got out of the chamber. So while he's trying to solve his leap back in the past, Al had to hunt down the guy that took Sam's place in the future. So there's like only one that kind of took place, not in the, in the future. Yeah. So yeah, but like 19. Now you think about it, because like I know. But in terms of technology, that's a really short turnaround to have a TV show set. You yeah. know. What was his brother's name? It was Tom. Yeah. I, I didn't remember that. I just know that he, he um, lost his brother in Vietnam. I yeah. Know that. that yeah. Yep. Um. His wife's name was Donna. Yeah. And uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Al's last name was Calavici. All right, got Albert Al Calavici. And he turned into a Cylon. That's what you don't know about the show. <laughs> and he was a rear admiral in the U.S. Navy. That's weird. Really? U.S. Yeah. Navy doing all that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I know he was also a POW in Vietnam, too. There was a whole big storyline about that. A senior leadership position on the Quantum Leap Project. <laughs> uh, Al's first wife's name was Beth. I got that right just by uh, by happenstance. Yeah. Well, sweet. And then after Sam changed the timeline, she was Al's only wife, and they had four daughters. And he did leap nine times into women. There you go. Only 26% of the people got that right. So there was also the one where he leaped into a woman that was like nine months pregnant and was going through uh, so, labor pains. So I, I should have probably figured out this percentage better. Okay. Because at the beginning of the show, I said, Ziggy had said you had a 67.2% chance of completing it. Yeah. You got seven out of 11 per- correct, which is 63.6%. Oh. So Ziggy was pretty close. Yeah. I mean, do you think do you think that's good enough to leap out? I think it is. And, and uh, now you've leapt into Leonardo DiCaprio and Critters 4, and you have to get an Oscar. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I leapt into this Nedry moments before the Dilophosaurus attacks him. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like on an island, it's all raining, yeah. and I hear a noise, and I'm like, oh boy, and that's the end of it. You're standing there with a broken East Dock sign, yeah. oh boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, I, I love Quantum Leap. I really, really love It is a good show. show. Was, yeah. Is it on any streaming service? Yeah, it's on Netflix and Hulu. Is it? The good. weird thing is, like, I don't think the entire series is available on either one. Like, there's a weird, like, I don't know if it's you know a rights issue or something. You know what I about Quantum Leap 2 was the theme song in the beginning? Oh, it's such a fun song. It is such a fun song. Because, like, they always have, like, the, the <laughs> trumpets <laughs> hit when he's, like, <laughs> he's running in that, that priest outfit. And then he, like, yeah. hits somebody. And it's just, like, oh. He slides over the hood of a car and yeah. punches somebody. Like, I, I was joking that Enterprise needed to end with, uh, with Captain Archer leaping out. Yeah. And then now he needs to leap into his character on that NCIS uh, New Orleans. And then at the end of that show, he needs to leap out again. Like if only they'd have him leaping. And, all, and there's also that show that men of a certain age they did with Ray Romano. He needed to leap in. It's, I would that love, would be I, funny if that's how they did one episode just to kind of like pay homage to that. That would oh, be really, really funny. Like, there was always that joke like back bef- like b- before the modern internet, like uh, one, of, one of my friends wanted to upload the entire series of Enterprise but change the last bit to where you have him leap out and leave it up there to seed for pirates to steal <laughs> and then they'd watch it and be like, is that right? Like that, I thought that'd be wait, really, why does he? Keep, why does Captain Archer keep leaping? But out? I like the idea that like like there was a bit where Scott Bakula leaped into a guy that went to college and became a college quarterback with Sinbad as a guy. Like an unnecessary roughness is a, just a quantum that, leap movie. That would be a really like, funny. Uh, like I, every, uh, all his roles are all quantum leaps. That's all they are. <laughs> yeah, That's all they are. That would be really funny if somebody did all those mashups. Like they just took parts of his movies, like necessary roughness, and just let him leapt into the quarterback. Like the moment they went at the end, it's like boop, he just leaps out. Like or as I called it, the blue leaping noise. 
noise we were talking yeah, about the earlier. Blue leaping noise. Play it. <laughs> blue leaping noise. That's such a fun noise. But doesn't that almost sound very similar to a TARDIS arriving and leaving a little? It's not the Probably same, but it's the same well, idea. Well, it makes sense because they're both yeah. space time in it. Yeah, it's all wibbly wobbly. So, all right, um, that will do it for us this week. Um, again, uh, a lot of fun. I'm sure there's like so I'm sure there's many things that we may have missed about Wizard World because we were there for those three days, and my legs still have not recovered. I'm still beat from oh, it. Oh, one yeah. bad thing I will tell you: the food is terrible there. Either bring your own food. <laughs> And this could just be the Cleveland Convention Center. Bring your own food or leave, because you can leave, you get a wristband. You can leave and come back. Go to lunch and come back. That's what I did. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it, it's buyer beware. I mean, like, uh, it's yeah. just like the standard, I don't know. Hot dogs, pizza, nachos, like, yeah. very, like. Like, like you'd find it like an Indians game. Yeah, and no, it's better at the Indians game, trust okay. me. That that pizza was awful. It was like sitting there for probably like two hours. Yeah, it wasn't it yeah. wasn't that great. Um but anyway. But like the second day we were smart and we packed like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like little kids and we ate those. Like Mary and I ate like just that and like some snack bars. Like that's we because yeah. we, we, like, we just we didn't smuggle it in because they didn't check anything. I mean, not that we were just sneaking weapons. in contraband. They had a sign that said weapons check and I wanted to take a picture of it and I was just like, man. <laughs> Like I, I, in my head, I was picturing that 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 uh, that Ferris wheel type cage system they had in in Serenity, yeah. where they would put their weapons in it, and it was like scrolling around, and then Mal had to get his gun out to. I was just really hoping someone would walk up that looked dressed normal and pulled out like a huge like chain mace and be like, "Oh, I didn't realize I couldn't bring this in here." And it's like, were you dressed up as anything? No. Just... Well, did you notice a lot of the weapons if they were checked, they had that purple zip tie on them? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's fine. I mean, they, like in this day and age, I have no problem with them checking because mm-hmm. I mean. The prop weapons are supposed to have a certain amount of safety built into them because you want someone walking around with a real sword. But they sold real swords inside. Yeah. Like the prop swords. Like, like I, it, I, Yeah, I posted that picture of Frostmourne. Yeah, like I could have paid $300 for a Frostmourne and carried it around like and then took souls from people. Well, sometimes what they do with those is they ship them to you if you buy them. Yeah. Because you can't carry them around. Because, I mean, I just I just walk around to slowly touch people and take their souls and yeah. then like, be more powerful. Hun- yeah. Frostmourne hunger. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyway, good experience. A lot of fun. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna. I'm sure Joe's gonna trick me into going to Dragon Con or something and drag me down there. Not trick you into doing anything. Yeah, you're, you're uh, there'll be a big court. box with like like there'll be open box with like a with a stick with a stick with like I don't know like a Mega little, Man's yeah with a Mega Man thing in there. I'm like oh I gotta go in there. You're just gonna trap me and we're ah, gonna go down there. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're like on the tarmac. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, where am I? We're in Atlanta. Oh boy. <laughs> no. Um. So. Put, right. this cot, put your rain slicker on. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next week. I don't know if we have anything for next week yet. I mean, I... We'll think some. Don't yeah. Worry. Anyway. Uh, so please follow us on Twitter. That's an invading podcast on, at Twitter. We have our Invasion of the Podcast Facebook page. Please uh, like us there. We um, have an Instagram that I'm working on a little bit more. And I we're working on our Pinterest a, presence a while. as well. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Pinterest. Like I, I, I'm not a Pinteresty person, I but I apologize I think are, to yeah. our listeners because they, you know, we please have, help us. Give well, us suggestions. We, we if have, someone out there wants to run our Pinterest page, I'll let them do that. <laughs> no, seriously, if someone have, has interest in doing that, we have yeah, interest in Pinterest, doing, doing social media stuff. We have like uh, we have we try to do the social media. Stuff. I don't have personal social media. Like I don't have Facebook or anything like that. I just use the podcast. He says Grinder. I don't know why he has that, but whatever. <laughs> just <do it laughs> but yeah, I try I try to post more pictures on, on Instagram and stuff like that. But you know. Uh, we'll try to like link all of the episodes on all the social medias. Um, YouTube page is still under construction of the channel, so you can listen to the episodes there. 
Yeah, uh, we did have someone ask us at the con about that. So, and we're gonna we're gonna post pictures from our loot crate that we had for our evasion crate and also our dead crate. Yep. Um, the, there's gonna be items there that if you want them, like there's some cool items. Like there's a really cool Deadpool figure from this month's crate. Yeah, Q yeah, fig Deadpool. Yeah, uh, loot crate exclusive. Um, and then we also have a cool X file shirt from last last uh, last month and some other stuff too. Mm-hmm. If you guys want that. Um, just share us out there, like get it, get like tell people about the show, like do something, and then let let us know that you did that. And then if you say, "Hey, I want that Deadpool figure," and you might be the first one to do it, you'll probably get it. You know, yeah. what, like not not probably as in, haha, we're not going to let you have it. It's just that you know, first come, first serve. You know, you pick it, you you show us that you did it, you get it, yeah, you get it. So pick it, get it. I don't know. There's something rhyming in there that we don't have, but uh, mm. but yeah. Um, also, um, let's see. I mentioned the Facebook page, Twitter. Uh, Gmail invading podcast at gmail.com if you want to contact us directly. We love interacting with you guys uh, just as much about just like this weekend. I love talking to people. Um, so please, like, um, just hit us up. Also, I want to give a shout out one more last plug I, just before I go here. Um, this is for uh, Geek Boy Press. That's all one word, geekboypress.com. I was talking to Mark this weekend. He has some awesome prints, some really cool shirts. Uh, please check out his stuff. He has an awesome. Um, Iron Fist shirt, uh, Black oh, Dragon yeah, shirt. Yeah, that yeah. Iron Fist shirt is sweet. I was really. He had, well, he had a Rick I, and Morty I, print that I did not. I forgot to pick up while I was I there. That I like. Think a lot. I'm going to get that that Iron Fist shirt. Like it's really cool. It's really. He had a nice. He had a cool Arrow shirt that was like the Arrowhead that said "You have failed this city." That was kind of cool. Uh, you also just real quick before we wrap it up. You you bought two shirts that you have. Seen? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Well, I think I posted those on the Facebook, but I bought two shirts. I bought a Blue Sun shirt. Uh, that is the Blue Sun shirt that Jane wears in Serenity, and I bought a shirt that's uh, the Nelson and Murdoch Attorneys at Law logo that they have for Daredevil. And I got a uh, Last Starfighter shirt because it just it was awesome. Like, and I want people to know that I'm really good at video games. Not really, I don't know. Like, and if I'm good enough, I'll get recruited by the Star League, and then yeah. Joe will never see me again, and I'll leap out. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, and I'll, I'll just do a Death Blossom. Uh, anyway, so that's going to do it for us this week. Um, like I said, check us out all that stuff. Had a lot of fun. Uh, we will see you next week. In the meantime, um, be safe and I, I don't know. Watch out for bears if you're if you're Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, bears will get you an Oscar. They'll get you. The bears will get you. <laughs> <laughs>